Hey everyone, today's episode of Strictly Hip Hop is featuring my man Spike Lou of the On Deck TV podcast, who's been on the podcast multiple times. You love him, you know him, you rock with him, that's why he's on this podcast. And uh, this is a special podcast because we're updating the conversation that Spike and I had about the coronavirus affecting the music industry. We're kind of looking at it now about two months later, seeing the seeing the real effects of it and also talking about how artists can continue to get around this and find different avenues and what they need to do in these unprecedented times. But I would be absolutely misusing my platform, in my personal opinion, if I did not open with speaking on the George Floyd passing, uh, um, the unbelievably tragic murder that happened in Minneapolis. So Spike and I open with that because I feel that it's personally, that I have a personal responsibility to speak on that, to bring that to my platform, however big or small that platform is. I believe that I should, I should, I should put that, put that conversation in there because I want to be a part of the change as best as possible. I want to do everything I can to push, to push that forward and to push the uh and to push for change really so spike and i have a a conversation about that before we get into the coronavirus uh podcast so there's a little bit of that and then at the end we have some we have some lighthearted discussion about the nba so my hoop talk fans are also going to enjoy this episode of strictly hip-hop so without further ado um, I'm not going to do much housekeeping, just, you know, follow the socials at real Chris Platty, C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. I know you know how to spell real and thank you everyone for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, welcome to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty. Returning to the podcast is my good friend Spike Lou of the On Deck TV podcast. Sir, how you doing? I am fair, all things considered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> things are going pretty straight for me. Could be worse, you know, could be a lot better, but things are fair. What about you? Yeah, um, I would say I would say the same. Uh Obviously, this this podcast is going to be, if you're reading the title, it's going to be about the how the coronavirus is impacting the music industry. Spike, you and I had that conversation when things first started to break at the end of at the end or middle of March, and now we just want to kind of update on that. But with the recent events, with the with the tragic passing of George Floyd, who was murdered by police officer Derek Chauvin, uh, I just believe that right now we should we should at least address this and speak this on my platform this is something that i want to uh that i feel responsible to to bring to light because this is a this is a real important moment in not only just in in just in in the history of the world and especially in american history so 
I I just want to I just want to bring this as a call to action because honestly, Spike, I've been thinking about it the last couple of days, and or maybe I think it's been a week since the incident, and I think that every podcast should speak on this. Everybody, every platform should speak on this because I was having a conversation with my dad, and if everyone is not on the same page, you know, then here we are again and it's no different or minimal progress from 1992. And I, I think that it's, I think that's very important. Um, obviously, obviously speak with facts and, and correct information. I understand the people that don't want to speak if they don't know the, the right information, but I just believe that even just putting, even just putting the bare minimum of this conversation in the podcast is an, is an important thing to do right now. Um, <clears throat> I agree in some sense. Uh, I agree in the sense of I don't think that it's a thing that can be ignored. Mm-hmm. When I was talking pre-show, we said, uh, you know, we can't just go talk about what we were going to talk about Corona musically with everything going on and act like this isn't happening. So that's one approach I think that you can't take. You can't just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, 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 um, say that people with a platform should have to speak on it, it gets to going down a slippery slope. I've sit and observed a lot of celebrities today try to come out and speak and have a message uh, just because they felt like they had to, because they have a platform, because they have a fan base. And what I've seen is a lot of them not be clear in the messaging in which they were saying, whether they were mm-hmm. in support of what was going on, whether they're not in support, they weren't clear, and by them not being clear and not able to communicate with how this stuff is weighing on them, with how this stuff affects them, it leaves people this open interpretation of, oh, you're not doing enough, or, oh, you're not with us, and then you, you get in this back and forth, and people start looking at you in a whole different light, just because you weren't able to articulate or communicate like you needed to, and I'm talking about these some of the celebrities, you know, that that that, that, that don't always address this. Uh, I will give an example. There's a popular comedian down here. His name is, uh, he's, he's gained a lot of Instagram traction. His name is Desi Banks. And he put up a picture, and the picture had on it uh, the right way to protest. It had a picture of Martin Luther King and a lot of people interlocked in arms doing a peaceful protest. And then in, next to it, he had a picture that said, this is a riot, and it was a picture of the recent protests, people breaking into Target. Mm-hmm. He went from a million followers to 500 followers after that, 500,000 followers after that picture, because people didn't agree with his approach as to how mm-hmm. he was handling this. Now, I don't think that he intended to come off that way, but he stepped outside of his arena. He wasn't clear about his messaging, and people ran with it and took it how they wanted to feel in this time when they have all of these emotions stirring through them. Yeah. So while I, like I say, agree with you, it is very important now not to ignore what's going on, to let people know that you're not tone deaf, but mm-hmm. need, very much so people need to be very clear in their communication on where they stand, clear in their communication on how they feel about this. And if they're not able to do this, maybe they should let some time pass before they actually come out and speak on it. I hope it wasn't a lot. I just want to get that No, point. no, I I agree 100% and I should I should definitely it makes me totally reconsider the way the way I phrased my statement because mm-hmm. 
I just believe that you and I talk about this a lot, Spike, off air, just how powerful, how impactful podcasts are. And I, I believe that there's such a connectivity with, with audiences and with, um, and, and with the listeners that, that really only comes across in music. I don't even, I, 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 I start to feel like podcasts are even more powerful in the people's lives that they're in. They're not in everybody's lives yet, but they will be because podcasts are still growing. But I believe that podcasts are even more connected and more powerful than, than, than sports to a lot of people that are, that are in the podcast space, because I, I just believe there's such a, there's such a connection you get from listening to the same people talk about all these different things over this long course of time. And you're investing 45 minutes into a conversation that you can't even physically interact with, but yet you're continuously doing that multiple times a week. Um, you know, so I think I think there's a real power there, and so I think that everybody should. I so I think that there's there's a there's a responsibility with that kind of platform and to have that kind of impact that I think we should use that for the greater good. But you're absolutely right in saying that you have to be careful in how you articulate something so delicate and something that's so um, that's so nuanced because yeah, there's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of uh, range of, like you said, emotions of everything of that emotions. goes into this. People it, it, are on edge. Yeah, people are yeah. really on edge, and you know, and I think that I think that a lot of it uh, also ties in with the fact that people were already on edge because of the global pandemic that we're that we're in right now. And I was going to start asking you, uh, I was going to start asking you that about just how Georgia was opening up and everything. Cause that, that was the original plan of this recording. <laughs> and yeah. now you and I were texting back and forth last night. I mean, Atlanta is now declared a state of emergency due to, due curfew. to the protests. So PM curfew wow. in effect tonight. Yeah. Wow. How, so how, how is it in Atlanta right now? Um, it's strange to be honest with you. Um, and I say strange because I'll start with the the mayor's address to the city last night after the, the looting part of it broke out. There were peaceful protests here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Originally, in the daytime, yep. people were marching and it was peaceful. As night fell, things went the other way. And the mayor, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, T.I., Killer Mike, they yeah. took to the TV and they, you know, addressed the people. So to address, to say to your question, how the climate is, if you seen that killer Mike, oh uh, man, that was section, Did you see that? Yeah, I watched uh, somebody uploaded the full eight minute clip to man. to Twitter, Ooh. and I recommend everybody should do it. It's on my Twitter yeah. as well. So to answer your question, things are emotional right now. Yeah, um, I like that Killer Mike was able to, and you can't expect everybody to do that. That man's a beast. Let me yeah. let me preface yeah. that. I can't expect that out of every rapper, you know. So yeah, I, I do want to pay much respect to him and him being able to articulate that and not say Absolutely. that I expect that from every rapper. But he did pinpoint a couple of things that that I think are very key. We mm-hmm. as, a, as as a people have to look at it how he said it and, and say recognize what the fight is and recognize how to make change. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with protests. Um, there's nothing wrong with going out and having your voices heard. And sometimes that does get violent. I, I can't say that everything will be peaceful, but 
to his credit, like he said, it, it's an emotional time because you don't know how to feel. Like you know that there's an injustice that was done, and you've seen protests before and people marching up and down the street, and nothing has happened. So you, the emotion, the emotional part of it for me is okay. Is this necessary? Is is this stuff necessary? And I'm not saying that it is or it isn't, but it is a question to be asked. And that's what I got mainly from Killer Mike's speech, because he said he had family. There were police here. Mm-hmm. So he definitely felt for them and their safety. But he also knows the people of Atlanta. And he knows how they feel seeing uh, a person uh, like the George, the, the whole situation, seeing a man get killed on camera. He knows how that made him feel as a black man. He knows how these people of his city feel because he's so connected to it. So. Yeah. If I had to answer your question about how things were now here, they're emotional. Some people are taking it very seriously. Some people are out there just to fuck off, and some people are out there to be peaceful. And the important thing is, like I was saying, even with the addressing it of people on podcasts, is communication. Making sure people know where you stand, making sure that you're not in anyone's way, they're not in your way, and you can all get your message across effectively. I think that's the most important thing. So I, yeah. I, I do want to extend, I hope that everybody out there stays safe as, as they do and what they feel like they need to do to ensure that justice is, is moving forward. I feel like we're trying to do our part by podcast and talking about it, mm-hmm. having a real conversation. That's why I was glad when you hit me up and we decided to lead with this. Like we can have a real conversation and, and just tell how we feel about this and hopefully people will get stuff out of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And first off, I want to say that again, if somebody has not seen the killer mike speech just look it up on twitter youtube it's it's absolutely incredible you know he talks about enforcing your political power uh vote uh, to vote on people in your community and how that affects it get uh, yeah the emotion was just absolutely surreal and uh you mentioned you know the protesting how some people are doing it for the right reasons some people are there to just you know, get a Dior bag from, from a store. And so I want to say, and I want to say that everybody, I'm with you in your support of protests, but protest for the right reasons, be safe. And again, there is still a pandemic out there. That's why I, myself, there was a, there's a protest in Detroit, uh, yesterday and i didn't i didn't go to it because i still live with my parents and it's still the the coronavirus is still very real so the way i want to contribute to this and i want to hopefully in any way shape no matter how minuscule push towards progress um on this on this situation is by bringing it on light to my to my platform because Mm -hmm. i i want to just at the end of the day I want to do the right thing and I want to, uh, and I want that to be w- what all this podcast stands for. That's good. And, and I'm glad that I can help contribute to that. One, another thing that I want to make sure that we hit on that I've seen a lot is um, in the protest, something that stuck out to me. I was watching last night, one of the reporters, a local reporter here in Atlanta, and she was, saying how strange the crowd seemed to her. She said she's seen, you know, local gatherings here in Atlanta. Normally, you know, the people, you can tell they're from Atlanta. You can tell Mm -hmm. they know their way around the city. She said the thing that stood out to her last night while she was out around the city doing reporting is a lot of people weren't Atlanta people. A lot of people didn't know their way around the city. They weren't familiar with the landscape. They weren't familiar with the local news teams and, and, and things of that nature. So I find that it's very 
interesting. I've seen a lot of Twitter posts. I've seen a lot of things going where they said different people are out just there to start the ride. They're with hammers and armed with stuff. I know you've maybe seen a video of the guy walking, breaking windows, and they said that he was an undercover cop. Yeah. A lot of strange things like that have people also just, like I said, on edge. And mm-hmm. I'll circle that back to what you were saying about people responding, people with platforms, celebrities. When you see those people out there provocating you having hammers and not really out there for the right reason makes you skeptical of everything and what celebrities what people with platforms have to be careful of at this time is people make investments in you the fans you like you're your fan base like it's an investment in you and what you're essentially doing the fan is they're buying into someone who they feel like is like-minded someone who they feel like that they can support and when you come out in these times and you don't have something that's not ignorant to say that maybe doesn't align up with the people who have been supporting you, they feel like they've been bamboozled. They feel like that you were selling them something that you don't practice or you're not a part of yourself. So to tie all of that in about being careful and, and about just what's out there and how people are being manipulated and why they're responding to things the way that they are. I think all of those things I said have a lot to do with it. People are like not sure what's going on, what's real, what's not, and even the responses they're getting from celebrities on the mask coming off and them not trying to sell them anything. Yeah, I, I think that's a very, very well point and a great way to cap this discussion because like you said, this is a this is a discussion that can be um that can be extracted into a much larger discussion, but I myself am not ready to have that full discussion yet on 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 my platform but i want to close with um obviously rest in peace to george floyd uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the entire family um obviously the entire african-american community because they they are going through something that is just that is just beyond you know it is beyond trouble is beyond troubling it it's it's frightening it's terrifying and so my heart my heart is with everyone that that's feeling heavy on on this situation because you know i'm i'm in i'm in hip i'm in hip-hop culture this is a culture that has embraced that that has embraced me so far with such open arms and such greatness that i feel that i have to i have to do it do what's right and do justice and and pay that that absolute respect back because this is times right now where where you know people uh, people like me from the outside these are these are the people that should be that should be mobilizing to defend and support the the african-american community i agree 100 percent and um like you said the captain not to continue to dig deep but two of the other people that i've seen not necessarily a hip-hop culture but i think they have handled this uh extremely well uh the como brothers got from c like you, you familiar the guy from cnn and the governor of new york oh yep yep oh my god he bodied his speech yesterday saying he stands with the protesters as far as uh the, the governor of new york como brother and then on cnn last night the younger brother his closing remarks were fantastic so if you guys get a chance to check both of those guys out yesterday they did 
a phenomenal job, man. Shout out to their parents. They raised yeah. two good guys, man. Yeah, um, man. Really. Shout out to the Como parents, man. Jeez. Really. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah when I, you get a chance to check that out. It's really good. I, I will because I saw I, I saw the closing remarks from from the younger brother, but I did not see uh I did not see the mayor's uh oh, man, response. It was, so. it was great. Yeah, or, I, he was just essentially like he essentially like was not reading, but just going through a checklist in his head and was like, this shit's been happening for, since he named a guy Diablo that died in New York, then he named a couple other guys, and he's just like, you know what? I'm with the protesters. I'm pissed off too, and he just walked off. It was great. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, let's lighten the mood. Let's talk about uh, the coronavirus and how it's impacting the music industry. This isn't exactly a much lighter conversation. Um, considering that we're both in the music media space, but uh, yes. things Shout are. Out to Joe Rogan too. I'm gonna say yeah. that on every podcast. Spotify calls. <laughs> hey man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, shout out to Joe Rogan. Shout, shout out, out to, to Spotify. Rogan, shout out yeah. to Spotify. Shout out to Apple if they're cutting the check. Shout out to. Right. <laughs> shout out to the whole podcast exactly. game. Exactly. Shout out to the industry. Let me hold five from Joe. Right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, like. <laughs> some light exactly so w- let's start with let's start with this so the sales have declined at, and streams have declined as much as 15 to 25 percent um throughout this throughout this time throughout the throughout the pandemic since we uh since we last talked about this in the in the middle or the middle or end of march um SoundCloud activity is up though. People are recording and releasing music, but it's the consumers that are streaming less. Streaming isn't as lucrative to uh, of an income unless you're the Drakes, the Kendricks, the the Coles, the whoever. Because because the way streaming works is really it really only pays out to the top one percent of commercially successful recording artists because. When Drake gets a billion streams, like yeah, that equals a lot of money. It it does. Like you can make a lot of money off streams. You just have to be of the of the highest of caliber in, in right. terms of commercial success. So overall, that's impacting that's impacting a lot of artists because a lot of artists aren't making those Drake those Drake numbers when it comes to streams. Um, no touring for quite some time. Uh, I, I don't see any touring happening soon. Maybe at best the end of the year, but I'm I'm even very hesitant on that. So with that being with that being said, Spike, we we talked about you know what could artists do as far as 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 far as like ve- venues. We weren't even sure could artists perform in smaller venues or bigger venues that are socially distanced and spaced mm-hmm. out. Now here we are. Um, about two months into this pandemic here with not a clear a clear sight in hand some places like Georgia like I said are opening up uh, what is the state for uh, for music artists in your opinion and, and hip-hop artists in in this pandemic right now I mean is it worse than you thought is it about what you thought uh, where are your thoughts at now mm, I think it's a little bit worse uh, and it was especially see after what goes on with the, the recent events uh, that we mm-hmm. led with. Yeah. Um, but the NFL is coming back, and they said they're gonna have twenty five percent capacity. 
Now, if if we start there, and that's a major industry, and we go down to concerts, major concerts, Drake, people like that, if they say, well, we'll let 25% in too, that's, I guess, okay for an artist like Drake. It's a pay cut. He still has other income. When you start getting down to the smaller artists and how this is going to affect them, they start, they have to start coming up with creative ways to figure out uh, the missing of the show money. Yeah. I think that at first we said it, it was cute. Hey, you can get creative. You do quarantine radio. You sell some merch. That'll be a Band-Aid on it. But now you got to start really looking at a, another business plan, yeah. another approach, a modification to what you're doing for the long term. Not for three months, not for six months, or not, I got some money saved up, I can ride this out. You really got to start figuring it out in there if you're an artist. All right, how am I going to make money? Like, how am I going to compensate for that thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a show that I'm getting? Because this isn't going to turn around anytime soon. So I do think it's a lot realer um, than we first addressed it because we figured that it would be three, four months and we'd be done with this. People are talking about a second wave. People are making this a political thing now. Some mm-hmm. states may be open, some states may not be. And as an artist, this is terrifying, especially yeah. if you don't have your business together. If you're a, a fly, well, I won't say fly by night. If you're not big, not on a large scale, not making that streaming money, you go pick up still the brown paper bag cash at your shows. This is a big blow to your business yeah. because those shows aren't happening. That cash money exchange isn't happening anymore. Yeah. And I, I think that they're going to have to make some modifications and be very creative. I think you're going to see rappers start doing different things, man. If they're smart, you're going to yeah. see a lot more rappers start venturing into podcasts, the IG Live uh, capitalizations off of mm-hmm. things like verses. <clears throat> Deals with YouTube since YouTube Deals with seems YouTube to be live. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot more creative in their merch, partnering up with clothing brands. Are doing mm-hmm. a lot more collabs in that nature if they're smart, like I yeah. said, the, the, the maybe even like Patreon and stuff. Patreon, Patreon, uh, uh, where they have a subscription for new stuff, uh, yeah. looking for exclusive deals from streaming companies. The larger artists, they're going to have to start making modifications to what's going on and, and taking a look at that on a serious level. And, and to be quite honest, most people who have good teams, they should have been doing this from the beginning. Yeah, like you got to take this as serious as you can, and, and and now especially, like you said, we don't know how things are going to be post this pandemic. We could look up and everything be torn down in a week from the way that it looks now. So you right. really got to start being creative in how you're going to bring that money in. What do what do you think some of the biggest changes are going to be? Yeah, I think that some of the biggest changes are essentially going to be the the business approach that that you talked about is you're right. Like that's the that's the thing that's hit me from the jump is that okay, here we are 2 months later, which is already a sizable amount of income for an artist who's performing let's say, you know, a couple times a week, maybe even maybe even 5 times 5 t- 5 nights a week. And so two months is where you start to see okay like this is a significant dent in my overall income for the year and now we are two months later with like you said no end in sight it's you know it's become it's evolved into a political thing it's evolved into it's evolved into so many more facets and you know ideally you would love to say you know the the um 
I don't know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for in me, but the the childlike view of this would be would be to say, okay, well now's the time the labels have to step up and pay these rappers bills and like really be uh be a label and mm-hmm. you know and, and support and finance these artists through this through this incredibly tough time but you know you're right artists are going to have to start looking what's something long term that I can make off uh money off maybe not even necessarily my music but how can what type of revenue streams can I get that will that will still be there in 2 years in 3 years because it might be two to three years before things are one hundred percent normal, and so that's what that's what kind of sticks with me the most. And you know, oh, Tory Lanez, the quarantine radio thing was a was a big deal for for me because you know that showed that showed okay, this guy elevated his entire platform and actually got an MTV offer. I don't think he took it, or maybe that's still on the table. I don't I don't necessarily know about that. But Tory Lanez, uh, you know, really just elevated it from an IG Live hangout session to something that is now, uh, now a bag for him if he if he chooses to to take that that option, and it and I don't know if it's really elevated his music streaming. I don't think it has all yeah. too much, but um, but yeah, I mean, artists just gotta really find new ways because like you said if if you're even doing the socially distance thing like the nfl is doing at 25 percent capacity are does that mean arenas are going to let absol perform because it's only four thousand people i don't think so right it's going to be it's going to be all right drake can perform for four thousand people uh kendrick can perform for four thousand people you know even the even the higher tiers the the right outside the right outside the top tier the jids and stuff like even them are like you know like are are you gonna let jid do an arena show like a hundred people yeah small jid event so does that maybe that drives the value of a live show up and then you have this whole other problem where now (laughs) you want to go see jid and you're a great big fan, and I'm not shitting on him here, but you have to pay upwards of two, three hundred bucks just because there's not mm-hmm. enough room. So if it's only, yeah. only let's say only fifteen hundred people can see Drake when he's in your town, you know how much those tickets are gonna be? Yeah, like, stupid oh amounts. God, like a Drake show in Atlanta or in Michigan, in Detroit, where oh, only fifteen hundred people can come though. Yeah, we're cleaned up. Yeah, exactly. So, so those kind of artists can survive, but yeah, like right. the the other artists, the other artists can't. And the other real thing about it too is, okay, like Drake can probably survive, Kendrick can probably survive, but even like even like a JID, like you said, if if an arena is okay, let's say Lil C's Arena here in Detroit that mm-hmm. seats like twenty thousand people. All right, JID, we'll let you do we'll let you do like four thousand people here. Do you think in this economic state that we're in, w- with all of the with with so with so many businesses closed, so much so much capital is being lost right now? I mean, are you willing to spend an extra, maybe like double, triple the the normal ticket price to see him right now? I don't think I don't think you are. And again, that's no disrespect to Jit, but it's just the the, the logistics of the situation is like we got to consider that. It's expected to right now. The unemployment is 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 providing for a lot of people, but eventually that's going to flip. And I feel like we're we're just kind of we're just kind of bandaging the the 
the economic part of it and then there's going to be a collapse there and then and then next thing you know i mean is it even worth it for drake to do a show because can it is enough people gonna pay like that much lucrative money to go see drake that's a great point and 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 based off that i think people like we say they're gonna get creative Mm -hmm. so here's an idea you tell me as a fan how this would sit with you like if someone came to you with this this plan and they're like you know what man everybody's not able like you said these drake tickets they're they're a thousand bucks a piece i'm gonna right. start an only fans or a patreon i'm gonna wear a gopro yeah. hat and i'm gonna put a camera on there and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna be the experience for you would you pay 15.99 a month if a guy went to all the best concerts and he gave you great footage on his GoPro hat and, and kind of edited it up to look nice like would that would that be a business lane now is that something that you think fans would go for they can't afford the high tickets they like someone with the videos like in there and they're like putting it on their only fans this is why this is why you're gonna forever be on this podcast because I love <laughs> I love the I love the ideas that you come up with and the truth is yes maybe not like maybe you don't even have to do a monthly maybe you do a pay-per-view yeah. you know type thing and in a, a one-time payment that's like 50 60 bucks or or you do monthly payments so like you said do little like you know where drake once a month does a little does a little concert in one of his gigantic rooms that feels right. like a that feels like a stadium <laughs> At the embassy. in and of itself yeah so yeah no i think that I think that that's definitely um, a realistic thing. I would love to see. Now, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that you you and I copyright. know this that copyright and also also I was just speaking from a pure like I love a lot of artists, but a lot of artists are not great performers. Oh, true. so like true. so like that's a that's a whole nother thing. Like Kendrick, sign me up. I I think Kendrick's a phenomenal phenomenal performer, and you know I would I would pay whatever whatever the ticket is to see to see kendrick uh to see kendrick perform but you know in my i love davies davies is my guy i love his music but am i trying to am i trying to see davies perform i mean yes and no you know what i mean like you know what i mean like i I enjoy his music i don't think he's a terrible performer but i mean all all I can I can picture a Davies rap concert, can't you? Where he's just kind of rapping along to the music that you either like or yeah, love or hate or yeah. whatever. So I can see that. Yeah, I, I don't think Davies is a crowd pleaser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, and that's no shots, saying. but it. But yeah, that's what it comes down to. Is not everybody is a it, it, is a great performer. So I do think that performing artists artists that are just talented at the performance part of their art should absolutely should absolutely be full-fledged invest in in setting these up right now get multiple cameras um maybe even you know maybe even book a side deal maybe you do do it in Will caesar's arena that's quarantined and shut down but you pay whatever that front is to to get them to get the lights and all that and 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 kind of book the place for like an hour and do do a set or right. you know or some little place that that has just a nice stage that you can we may that you can give that concert present we may have what's to that this idea put the plan together and do this ourselves <laughs> yeah because man. even think about it the nba struggling with this the nfl think about if they put cameras in each seat and they're like you know what 
we're only 25% capacity, but you can go online. You can buy a court side seat from this camera angle. The yeah. whole game, we give you exclusive different audio. Maybe you get court side audio that you hear the players talking. That would you be could, amazing. You could sell that seat a thousand times as opposed yeah. to the physical seats you can only sell once. We may have to get the capital together to put this <laughs> Listen, man. Because think about it. The new playoffs are yeah. coming. Wouldn't you, would not you not pay $15, $16.99 for like an exclusive seat where you get to hear different audio and you pay less, you know, you get to hear different stuff. You pay more for a courtside seat and a better view, but you yeah. never have to lose your leave your home? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing absolutely to to see like i i know i never experienced it yet but i know there's the whole mpa vr thing like yeah like they're, they're already yeah. kind of on that they are wave trying so. To do that already. so i think i think you're right i think that's a phenomenal idea and one that we should definitely <laughs> i don't know even know if we want to drop this podcast yeah, right now because this is this is this is a million dollar ideas it right is, here this is how we get the joe rogan bag this is the joe rogan bag 100 <laughs> percent this stuff be... down. Let me write this stuff. Because <laughs> if you uh, think about it, we may be 100% headed that way. People are already accustomed to sitting at home on their couches. You negotiate mm-hmm. different deals as that camera person with Netflix. And hey, Netflix has this seating section. This seating section, you can watch the game here from Amazon Prime. And eat. like yeah. the, the YouTube, you sell a camera to YouTube. Oh my God, we need to talk to him. What's the, what's the guy's name? Adam Silver? Is that the end? Adam <laughs> Silver, yeah, that's <laughs> my guy. On the line. That's my that guy. Be, that would be a fantastic idea that I think big, big companies, corporations, artists, that may be something that they would take advantage of. Like, you don't even have to come. We have different, we have 40 different camera angles for this concert by one. Yeah, I'll add I'll add Adam stuff. Silver to the call after yeah, this. Yeah, 100%. We got to get him on the line. Man, man um, the versus thing, too, like the versus thing that's been that's been done, which um, the performances have been, you know, kind of so – like the idea is a is a million, billion-dollar idea. Like I love the idea. Um, obviously, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough with, uh, with, with the sound and all that. I don't want to get into the logistics of – what should versus do? Should it still be on IG? I know that's a huge discussion and all that, but just the versus battle in general, just the principle of having two people online audio battling with songs, like just trading song for song. Like it's been, it's been getting consistently 300 to 500, 600, 700,000 views uh, every, every single, every single time. So it's a, it's a big, lucrative idea and i think that they're just they're just kind of figuring it out but that's a that's a whole nother thing that i've really that i've really enjoyed and i thought has been probably the one of the if not the brightest shining spot in the in the music industry during this quarantine a bright spot for sure i agree with you there and I have a couple of questions about the versus brand that i'm wondering and and you're right they're pulling a big draw 300,000 every time. Jill Scott, Erica Badu was amazing. Uh, was it Beanie Man? And what's that guy's name? I can't think and of And Hitman? Yeah. Or no. Yeah. I, I, I don't Not remember. Sure. I didn't watch that one. That was pretty cool. I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch Zagged Edge 112 either. And it goes to my point yeah. of it. It's good. And the brand is pulling in 300,000. Does a big artist have something to lose on this? Why are they not going after bigger fish? I feel like this could be something... I Bigger think artists could compete. What do you think? I think that when it started and it was so hot mm-hmm. that it 
that like the first after the first two weeks like when after the first two weeks when they had the big acts doing it mm-hmm. i thought you know that's when puff and dre were like okay okay yeah maybe we should do this but now that the moments kind of pass where they've been doing some smaller battles still trying to work the bigger battles you know but but they've been okay let's just so we could keep dropping and keep putting out content let's do a smaller battle and it's kind of it it has like the momentum of it has stalled a little and i think that that's because of the the just the technical problems that they that they've had i think that's a big deal of it and i think and i think that that's kind of scaring away some of the dr dre's the puffs i mean because remember we heard like we heard like 20 times that puff and dre was happening right and and you know, and and I believe I don't, I don't know if it was if it was definitively happening, but it was at least very close to the finish line with how many people were speaking on it. So I think that that's been kind of the issue with with versus is that it's kind of stalled out just a little bit um, as far as getting the bigger acts. But dude, I can't wait to see them do this. Like, can you imagine them doing these in person? Like oh, when dude, when you're allowed to. Great. Right, that would be fantastic. That would be that would be next that would be next level to see MCs, you know, doing like a kind of like a wild and out thing where they're just right. kind of playing yeah, their songs like right in front of each other and you know talking and whatever. And then and then the DJs, the ones obviously would be would be very cool. You know, you have you have a camera on one DJ, a camera on the other DJ, and or producer or whatever, and they're just playing their records and they're just jamming out and like this versus to me. I don't think it's reached its potential because I think the idea of of it being potentially in person, and I don't know how soon that can happen because of the times we're in, but maybe it can happen soon because of the fact that it, it wouldn't necessarily be the largest of gatherings. You wouldn't need to do it in front of an audience. Instagram is your audience. Twitch is your audience, wherever they have it. But just the idea of the, the in-person because people are so hungry to do, to to gather in some way, that even if they're not physically gathering to see other people gather, that they can watch in real time. I think is I think is powerful. I agree. Uh, seeing people there would be make you feel like you're a part of the vibe. So yeah. I guess that they are busy proving the concept. So before you start putting the bigger names like a Dre and a Puff you would wait until you have a proven concept and maybe get sponsors and if that's the route that they're going for. So I guess I get why they're waiting on those. I just think it's a crime that they haven't had more rappers. Like I think that this yeah. is a more fun thing. And, and I, I get trying to add, bring additional people in and broaden the scope, get yeah. more eyes on it. But from an entertainment aspect alone, I just think getting rappers in that would be more fun. Uh, just, yeah. just a little small beefs going back and forth. Rappers have egos anyway. Get the, oh, the, yeah. You're going to get some of the uh, the snarky talking going back and forth yep. and, and some of the stories that go to recording the song. So I think it's a crime that they haven't had more rappers doing this, just like I say, from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah. Anybody, I think... you, anybody you'd like to see kind of off cusp that people have a really name, like that you'd love to see do this? Hmm. Let me think about that off. Let's see. I think David Banner would be good in this, whether he do beats or his songs. I think he would do yeah. good against someone, but just from an entertainment aspect. Yeah, I think um, I think someone who would obviously be much newer school, but 
I think the baby would be very awesome in this battle because oh, yeah. he's so charismatic. He amazing. That's true. That's I think he would be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, as far as, as far as legendary acts go, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously I'd say, I want to see, I want to see Dre. I want to see Puff. I want to see Jay. I want to see M. I want to see everybody. Uh, not really M cause I mean, M's music isn't necessarily the, for the crowd, but still, if M has the right opponent, I'm, I'm in, yeah. but uh old but yeah kanye like, would be great in this too polo back, yeah back old kanye. kanye oh my god he but killed this wouldn't the most kanye thing be is to like play all of yay and jesus's king <laughs> like and just not even acknowledge his old stuff <laughs> and be good, like like <laughs> would be the most kanye west thing and also the most 2020 thing too if it happened this year. yeah he would he would definitely do it that way, but yeah, I love to see Kanye. Um, obviously, no idea. I'd love to see get in on this. Um, just some of the some of the legendary producers. Uh, I love I love to see. Even though Prem was already in it, I love to see Prem come back and like do it again, like against somebody else. Not saying that it wasn't a great battle with RZA, but just I enjoy I enjoy Prem, so I'd love to see him again if possible. So yeah. Like they can really, they can, they can keep this going. And this is something that I think is sustainable because, because you can bring back, uh, you can bring back a Prem or a Ludacris if it's the right opponent and it's packaged right, you know, and, and there's enough time in between, like just because Luda and Nelly perform doesn't mean that Luda and Nelly can never do verses again. Right. Like Nelly can do, Nelly can do like, all right, especially since, you know, many people believe that Nelly lost. Nelly can be like, all right, I'll come back against this opponent. Nelly will be more motivated. Maybe he'll have better, you know, equipment and better, you know, technical um, sound and everything. Maybe I'll take my song selection more serious in my sequencing of it. And, you know, let me play whoever and come back and, and then Nelly wins, you know? So I think that there's, I think that there is something there. And I think that, um, I think that, it it does have it does have value. I don't know if it I don't know if like you said it has value to the bigger acts, which is the which is the kind of scary thing because I think off rip what most people most of the big names were doing it for the the love of the culture. You know what I mean? And now that and now that you know not that they don't have love for the culture anymore in the in the next couple of weeks, but you know the love of the culture thing like was easy to pitch week one it's harder to pitch week 30 yeah. you know what i mean yeah i do 100 percent. there's a brand that they have to stay on so i understand what you said with that yeah so uh, i i don't know i've i've enjoyed versus so far um as a whole i i support the idea moving forward and i think that that's one of the uh brightest spots that's come from quarantine in the music industry and you know shout out to to Swizz and Tim for for really putting this together and really doing a great job with this. I can't wait to see I can't wait to see what else happens and you know and and shout out to everybody that's doing their own little like side battles, you know, where they're where they're playing they're playing fab and your friends playing your friends playing game or whoever, you know. I I I've enjoyed I've enjoyed seeing people do that as well and just kind of taking it into their own taking that concept of versus and doing it just with friends because that's the kind of music discussions that I've had pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. And that makes uh, sense. Like the verses has been a 
it been it, it's been a great like you said addition during the quarantine i just i want to see them spread it out more i can't wait to see where it goes when we are like you said are able to get back together the possibilities yeah. of seeing them on tv doing this network game show style different type of ways i think would be dope yeah i i definitely think that the um that the versus chap the versus story is far from over um, I think that I, I don't think that even if it even if the numbers have dipped the last couple of weeks, which I don't know to be true, I'm just speculating because I I, I see less and less of my hip hop friends checking them um, as as the weeks go on um, outside of the the few battles like the the Nelly and Luda and the you know some of the other battles, but for the most part it's kind of declined the the last couple of weeks as far as as far as my circle of attention on on the versus battle but like i said i think that this is something that's very um that's going to be here for the for for the long term and i think that it's a it's a good thing but one thing to transition to something totally different and honestly it doesn't it doesn't really fit with what we're talking about in the coronavirus but it's just so um it's it's just so mind-blowing when you sent it to me that it's stuck with me and that is the idea of ai artists like man like you know i don't know how this fits in the coronavirus but i just want to talk about this because this is so unbelievably insane to me the fact that you know at first we had this we had the stream farms or we have because they still exist but we have the stream farms where people will stream and you know, inflate their numbers and all that. All that stuff exists, right? That that's the consumption side of it. But now you have the the labels and the just the music industry getting into what if we have an artificially intelligent artist? And that to me gets really scary because music to me, I, I've said it before. I, I I believe podcast is a very connective force, but I believe that there's nothing more connective in the world. In, in humanity than than music so you bring something that already has that kind of power as music and music is based in rhythmic patterns the the level of influence that this could potentially have is just un- unbelievable i spend hours on youtube just looking at um ai artists do all sorts of all, all sorts of things vocally would you um, like, instrumentation would you, would you, would you fascinating it was frightening because like some of it was just like like, so good (laughs) like uh there's this one and it sounded like i think it was actually it was actually used in the score of a movie and um and it was so it was so like picture perfect i was like wow i don't even i don't even see the movie but whatever movie this is put into this fits and this makes sense like i'm i'm envisioning a whole movie based off of this off of this song that they're telling me in one sentence oh yeah this was for some movie that i've never seen like it's scary man so what is it under the youtube is it like artificial intelligence rappers or or singers or how how does it like come up i was searching fascinating subject yeah, I was searching artificial. Let me see if I can go back in my YouTube right now. Actually, I'll pull up YouTube. While you're pulling and, it up, uh, what I think is uh, interesting about this is since rap artists overall are going to have to try to find new ways to be entertaining, to get 
onto people's phones because that's where everybody is paying attention to everything. <laughs> These artificial intelligence artists that are that, that I'm sure labels would be pushing would be much easier and having a higher overhead as far as income that you're going to bring in. I feel like like they'll be able to figure out what fans want to see at a quicker pace because artificial intelligence and it's a lot less people stuff to handle, a lot less emotional stuff. So this could be a very yeah. scary thing for artists. Not to mention that, like the whole robotic slash, um, the whole robotic slash like auto tune era of music is like we're in the middle of it. Like auto tune and and just like the 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 I don't know how to say it. We've moved away from musically speak from generally speaking. I mean, we've moved away from in music as time's gone on. Less actual instrumentation to more just like sound kits and and all of that just manufactured music already. So the fact that you that that we're already going in that direction, anyways, just naturally, even with even with humans, like the the music is becoming more and more artificially artificially based. If that makes sense. Yeah, like a lot more techno stuff. Yes, and things of that nature. Um, yeah. Well, not techno. I mean, but you like electronic yeah. sounds. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's interesting, man. I, I, I'm not sure how the older heads will take to it. Like people of my generation, I'm not sure if it will be able to sell there. But the younger people of music, I do think that this would be something that they would be very interested in, because yeah. I think when I was a young whippersnapper, my music. <laughs> It was about the the search more so. It was about yeah you knowing this artist. You read about him in the source. You you heard these things about him battle rapping with someone or beating someone up in this club and it, it, this lure that's yeah. that, that surrounded rappers. The narrative was coming yeah. up. Yeah, and now if you add artificial intelligence and then a lot of rappers that are just characters in themselves now <laughs> I, i'm not sure where this how this would span across generations i guess is what i'm saying yeah what's the um what's the narrative what's the what's the drive behind what's the story behind an artificially and intelligent artist yeah, why would like, they do it? that's why that's why i i think as much as it scares me i i don't ultimately see it as something that's like i don't i don't see it ever a day as long as humans are on this planet that we're not consuming human made music like that music can be even assisted by ai or it can be done uh done electronically or however but there's still in its purest form the connectivity of music comes from um not only just the sounds but the fact that you you know that you're listening to another human being so you know so like there's just the the very base human connectivity that's involved in music and and like you said there's the there's the story of you know uh like are these ais gonna be like going to going to gucci and spending forty thousand just to you know just to create a story just to like sell their music no like i don't i don't know it's it's really it's really weird to think about the the narrative aspect of it you know you're, you're absolutely right on that it is. It's, it's a very weird thing that I think. But man, that at the same time, people may not gravitate to it at all. Like I, I haven't seen a big 
uproar about it here in uproar about it here in the states like people may just like what a fake artist no because like you said music is one of those things man like it, it's from i hate this sounds cliche but it's from the soul like music yeah. is something like i'm a miles davis fan or john coltrane to be jazz specific or even like lil wayne when he was in his mode or kendrick lamar it, you tap into this place and yeah. it's not a place that I think can be written out in the cold. Like I don't think that you have, an mm-hmm. artificial intelligent artist would have the, the 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 range to go where Wayne went on a Birdman Junior, or would have the range to go where Miles Davis goes on a Kind of Blue, or like Bun B on Murder, or Biggie on a story to tell. How do you get yeah. that that genuineness that that arti- the artistic factor of it? They were they yeah. were able to duplicate that. I'd be stunned. Yeah, they're gonna be able to compose the right notes at the right with the right yeah. you know instrumentation and all that. Yeah, but will they be able to? Which will for a lot emotions. of people, a lot of a lot of consumers though are not emotionally invested True. like in in the actual artists. Like you and I are 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 different in that aspect. Like we are the minority of the of the music consumption industry when. You think about it because we're the ones that that read about our favorite artists, um, or not even our favorite artists, just artists in general that we know, and and we kind of stay up on their uh, on what's going on in their lives and just non 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 music, like just a just a connection to the actual person themselves. Whereas a lot of people listen to music in the car when they're working out, blah blah, and that's it. Like music is a part of their life, but it's not a um, a. I don't want to say deep part of their life because that that sounds that sounds wrong. But it's some. It's a very surface level experience with music. So I do think that AI can in that in that aspect absolutely exists in a commercial space. But as far as like you said, you I other just music lovers, um, I think that it'll come down. I think that'll come down to it'll be something like AI. It wouldn't surprise me if an AI artist made a song that I liked, but would an AI artist ever be my favorite artist? No chance. We say that now, 10 years from now, yeah. we'll both have this artist is like a mixture of Drake, Jay Z, Biggie, and Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the most amazing stuff that I've ever heard. Right. So, I'm waiting to see. I'm really anxious to see how this plays out, to be honest. Um, yeah, man. I'm scared of the computers and what may happen to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm more scared of it in real life than I am in music. But <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, but it makes, um, makes a lot of sense. But yeah, man, this podcast has been absolutely all over the place. Um, it's been 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah, 2020 in a nutshell. That's exactly where I was going with it, man. Because it it just really is. I was talking to my friend the other day about just you know how this is the start of a new decade right like i I, it's fresh in my mind i can remember everybody's ig post from oh this was me at 2010 this is me now entering 2020 and it's just like dude god willing we're all here in 2030 and what it what the hell are we gonna look back at uh 2020 as because this is absolutely absolutely just the ultimate time of chaos and it almost sounds it almost sounds 
biblical in a sense because it's like 2020 such a uh uh i don't know like a i don't know what to say it's like a it's like a significant ish number or like a standout number it's not like a it's not like a 1913 or a you know what i mean like 2020 just has this kind of this kind of ring to it too. 2020 has had this like twilight zone type ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah, man. Very like uh, alternate universe type. Well, not alternate universe, but it's weird. Yeah. It's Jordan. I read something on Twitter. It's like Jordan Peele definitely wrote the script for 2020. It's a million percentage Jordan Peele movement. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. But before I get you out of here, man. NBA is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done the podcast on it yet because I'm waiting to see what the final deal is, how many teams are come back, blah, blah. You and, I, you and I talked about this a little bit in text message, but just I, where are you at with the NBA basketball when it comes back? Um, who do you got winning the title? How excited are you going to be to watch it? Uh, all of that stuff. I'm really excited about a new format for the NBA. I feel like it was long overdue. I'm sad yeah. it took a uh, pandemic for them to put something into effect, but I think a, a new format will be very exciting. It's gonna it's gonna bring some new eyes to um, what they're doing, and, and I think that those yeah. who like maybe a cup mid season or being able to play with different playoff seedings and, and all of that stuff is gonna be really exciting. Uh, yeah. But from the competition aspect, I think LeBron James is going to come back and be an absolute monster. And Absolutely. I think the Lakers are going to blow through like everybody. I don't think there's going to be anything close to it. Um, one, because I feel like LeBron is probably the most focused athlete of this, this generation. So I think that he's been completely basketball-oriented during this. This is his time to get his body back. He probably needed this break. Probably the longest that he's been off. I don't know if he's been playing basketball or not, but competitively, it's probably the longest stretch that he's been off for a while. It's like around this time of year, so I'm sure he's itching to get back at it. Oh, and yeah. to see a when they come out of quarantine, to see a refreshed LeBron James, I still think that that's the best version of any player in the league. You know, Giannis is great, uh, Kawhi is great, but a LeBron at this stage of his career with the rest that he's going to have and an Anthony Davis, I don't see anybody like It may get, I won't say boring, but it won't be any suspense. I think that, that this is going to be from the jump. You're going to be able to tell that the Lakers are going to like dominate. I hope I'm wrong, but this is what I yeah. see. What do you think? I'm not going to go that far, uh, but first and foremost, Basketball LeBron is so much better than A and R LeBron. I'm just always gonna Still bring that up. Still waiting on that two change deluxe album. Still waiting yeah. on it. Still haven't got yeah. that yet. Honestly, how is this guy LeBron still hired? How is he still employed as an A and R? I don't. I don't get it. I mean, this man promised publicly a deluxe album, and, and it is like two years later, and we still haven't gotten it. Hilarious. And man, LeBron. Um, but no, I, I was shifting right before basketball sh- got shut down. I was, I was starting to say, you know, I think it's going to be the Lakers this year because they're physical and the physical teams are usually the teams that win in the playoffs. Um, and, and just, they seem to click the right way. Like I, I, I just felt like, and also not to mention, but just from not to mention it in a, in this way, but the the Kobe Bryant passing I think does really serve as a 
as a as a stronger motivation and and you know it just it seems like it seems like this is what destiny is is the lakers to be 2020 nba champions that's kind of just been my feeling not only from a pure basketball just looking at the x's and o's uh but just from a just a gut feeling i i just feel like lakers 2020 nba champions just makes the most sense to me i don't think it's going to be as um i don't think it's going to be as at as much of a landslide as you think. I think that teams will be competitive. I still think the LA versus LA series will be greatly competitive. And if it happens, I mean, who knows on how the seeding is going to work and all that. But um, the, the thing I'm curious about is just how crowds are, how not having a crowd is going to affect the viewers. Like the first game opening day when NBA comes back, views are going to be skyrocketed but for the casual again you and i are are different than the casual how is the casual fan going to enjoy without that crowd without that atmosphere of playoff basketball like when lebron james makes a spectacular dunk between the legs over three people is uh and but there's no crowd there like what happens like does lebron even celebrate there's no crowd volume. To, there's no crowd to just scream and chant where you can see the energy on the screen of the of the whole place erupt. Like it's just all right. He made a play back on defense. True. Well, I think the NBA is going to be creative enough to the player chatter is going to be very effective. So yeah. while I may not get the energy from the crowd after a thunderous dunk from LeBron James, if I can get him saying "Yeah, motherfucker." <laughs> took a while I mean, oh that. my god i would love like that that would go down in one of my top moments in NBA that's that deluxe history. package yeah. we we're talking about that's the deluxe package that we get you this shit talking and there. i'm there for it oh 100 so i see what you're saying that, that that's going to be a challenge but the nba has creative so it's by far leading all professional sports leagues in um yeah. social media presence so if yeah. anyone's able to figure out that the, the compensation for the fan not being there, I think they're going to do a really good job with music, uh, mics in the right places. Hey, you know, maybe I think ideally what would be great is you get influencers, maybe commenting from home, big fans, giving some input. Yeah. you like, hey, there's a oh lot Oh, my God, of- Spike Lee. Yeah. Just Mike, Man, Mike Spike Lee. Mike Spike Lee up, Mike Bill Simmons up, get those yep. guys, like, going and, and, and get a little two minutes in with them. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So they're It'll options. be interesting. They do. And, I, and I'm very curious to see how it's all going to play out. But – in the meantime, Spike, I want to thank you for coming on this podcast, man. Um, great to hear from you. Glad to glad to know that you're that you're safe during these during these times. And uh, as always, man, I just really appreciate having you on the podcast. Your voice, your perspective is always uh, is always important and always and always welcomed on this platform. Thank you. I really appreciate you reaching out and. and, and partnering up with me to do this as my airpods are about to die so right in the nick of time um again man check out the on deck tv podcast it comes to you every wednesday anytime you want to check out the latest and greatest in hip-hop we've been trying to push it through through the quarantine video should be back shortly once we figure out what's going on and always man thank you for extending uh the hand for me to come out i always appreciate the conversation i'm honored 
as always, to be on and talk sports and talk uh, hip-hop with you. Thank you, man. It's an honor both ways. And I listened to your mailbag episode. Uh-huh. We tried. We really tried to get Animal Brown back on the to get the butterfly back, bandwagon. We tried. Just, we tried. It's like like leading the horse to water, man. You can't make him drink, man. You just gonna stand that old Animal Brown when he has gray hair and his beard is gonna tell us how great that album was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. But all right, Spike. Take care, man. Uh, good to hear from you. Good to good to talk to you and. I will be talking with you soon. All right. We're out.